following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Do you remember renting movies from a local video store? The perfect video store. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Is popping up all over the country. Do you remember owning membership cards, dealing with late fees, and driving to several stores for the latest release? Right now, rent Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Cobra for just a dollar a day each. Then sit back and listen to the stories of the men and women who were on the front lines of video stores in their heyday. Friendly people, fast computerized checkout, free membership, and all our rentals are for three days, two nights. This is Rental Return, Tales from the Video Store. Let's meet today's video hero and hear their story. Hey, my name is Landon. I grew up in what we used to call Kingway Video. Before that, for a couple of years, my mom actually worked at a place called Real Video. I grew up in the video store between 89 and 95, 96 maybe. The impressionable years as a child in uh, Houston, Texas. This is exciting here. Here we are with our uh, special interview for season three of Rental Return. Landon, uh, you and I have been trading conversation back and forth about many vintage collectibles and videotapes and everything else. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you said, by the way, I grew up in a video store. My family used to run one. And I was like, oh, we got to talk. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this, that that being the case, what is your earliest memory of being in any video rental store? So uh, two movies come to mind. One of them, Fern Gully. Fern Gully comes to mind because we had a mom and pop store. So my mom had to go to the distribution warehouse to get the VHSs to bring to the store. And for, for whatever reason, I went with her one time and just so happened Fern Gully had just came out. So they had all the, the one sheets and the, the cardboard cutouts and that's just ingrained in my memory. It's a really good memory, you know, and then she would always get promotional material. So she would have, I think my mom still has it uh, in the closet right now. It's a, uh, she had a Beauty and Beast cartoon watch. She had Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs denim jacket. <laughs> you, know, these, you know, promotional materials they give to the video stores just to, you know, put theirs prominently. And the other one is, um, Coppola's Dracula. I remember growing up, I was very protective of my siblings and what they watched. And I remember we would just have free reign of the video store and uh, my mom did not care. They, they said, whatever you want to watch, go. We don't care. So my brothers would want to, they picked up Dracula, I guess just got released or whatever. And I just remember seeing that, that cover, I guess it was the white sheet with the, uh, the statuesque face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, you can't watch that. That's a, that's a, demonic movie don't you know no 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 mom they can't have this so it's just that and just in the other really cool part which made me really popular and and growing up is i know you're aware of this but anytime video stores get movies in they would always get uh what are they called um a screener not demo tapes a screener a screener and so all over the box and all at the bottom of the movie it would either say demo or screener or do not sell or something like that so we had all of those at our house that's where we kept those and so we literally in our hallway they built a movie shelf so all down the hallway was all these screeners 
And for the longest time, I thought that every movie on VHS had that thing at the bottom saying, <laughs> do not resell. I thought all, all movies were sold like that. So, you know, that was a cool thing of having all these really cool Yeah, that, that's awesome. Now, I want to ask you this. So you mentioned your mom working at Real Video. So was that your first experience with being in a rental store that wasn't owned by your family? Was that like the one in town and that's where she learned the business? Or how did that come together? So from what I remember, Real Video was either before I was born or just, you know, my first few years. So my mom's dad actually built the shopping centers where Real Video and Kingway Video were. And then her second husband's family is the one who owned and operated the shopping center. So I ne- I, I vaguely have any memory of Real Video. That's where she kind of got her start in high school. And then she transitioned to Kingway Video, which was the, the mom and pop. It was, that was the nearest video store in town. If you didn't want to go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, that kind of supplied our entire little town. That's interesting that she went so far back with video yeah. rental. So she was in the 80s as a teenager working at a video rental store and just continued on with that. So how then did your family come to own and operate a video rental store? She married into it. After, you know, her second husband, like I said, that they owned this prominent shopping center and one of the little stores in the shopping center was a video store. She probably, I think they actually, you know, I think they may have had two Kingway videos. They kind of franchised out. But once she married into it, she kind of took over uh, running the video store. And at that moment, I was just so enthralled and I just grew up there. After school, I'd go in there and I was a kid kind of like Tarantino said. I would read the back of every VHS tape. I could tell you who was a costume designer, set designer, director, writer. I was just that kid. I read every single one of them. You know, I was a kid who was obsessed with the costume designer of Blank Man. Uh, <laughs> stupid stuff. Now, what was the layout of Kingway Video? What was that store? How was the setup? It was very small. I think it, uh, you know, they had videos lined all around the walls. And then they had maybe one, two, three, three shelves for, you know, comedy horror. And then in the very back, they had maybe one or two for either adult or probably horror. And then behind the counter was where all, where all the porn was, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's just every now and then I'll dream about it. And I even had a chance one time to... You know, it shut down almost 30 something years ago. It shut down, but not too long ago, maybe 10 years ago, I had an opportunity to uh, rummage through the abandoned video store and trying to. Whoa. I, and I didn't do it because at that time I was trying to find myself and what I want to do in life. And I really didn't have any room to put anything, but that was my biggest regret in life. But I got it. I got I'll tell you in a minute. I did get redeemed. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. I, I know I have some friends who have gotten like the rumor and the secret and done the detective work. Like this store shut down 30 years ago. The person still has the keys and left everything in the store and they like tried to contact them and they just yeah. can't get in there. You know? Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, Oh, you. So, but I think I have to ask is, uh, do you remember anything about like the rental like membership fees or what it cost, you know, for people to rent the videos? Obviously for you, it was free, but like how, how was the business running? What did you observe when you were there each day? So I was really only there, you know, after school or whatever. I honestly don't remember anybody ever coming in. 
I guess I was there during the <laughs> dead times. Wow. But I, I, you know, my mom would tell me stories that how hectic it was to go to the distribution warehouse to get all the videos and just that behind the scenes of it. She said it was pretty stressful, but I guess she had a good relationship with them because she, like I said, she would always bring home these really cool promotional items and all that stuff. Yeah. And then did she herself like for a movie coming out or just in general to try to drum up business? Do you remember any type of like special event that the shopping center was running or a promotion that would like bring people into the store? Like, did you guys have a costume contest at Halloween or anything random like that? That was like a big day at the store that you recall. I know during Halloween, it was a big deal, a, bi- a big time. Cause that's, I guess when everybody wanted to come and rent the, the scariest movies yeah. and when VHS was out, that's when movies became big that weren't big during release. Like they say, when it came out on VHS, it exploded. So I just remember horror movies being such a huge deal at that video store. And during Halloween, I mean, they just went balls out with, you know, everything. So I think their specialty was the horror and I'm assuming porn because I was never allowed behind the counter to be around any of that. <laughs> But it was, it was very, it was very, very mom and pop ish. And even though we had every movie ever released, every now and then we kind of sneak over to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and oh. see what they had and how they're, what, what was selling or what was, you know, the big thing renting. So I'm curious with that situation, because like, you know, you said it was a fairly small store. So a lot of times there's like the idea of you have to move stock out, right? There's the new releases that they become, you know, old releases that sit on the shelves. But at a certain point, it feels like you can't fit it all in there. Do you remember like selling off videos or aside from the screeners, was there a tape like that you got to select and bring home? They would bring everything to the house. Any, oh. any, you know, like you said, any, whenever it would be rotated out that would all come to our house. Wow. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was so freaking expensive because they had to buy some of the VHSs and right. rent them out. I mean, we're talking like anywhere from 50 to a hundred dollars just to buy a video and then mm-hmm. rent it out to get your profit back. And I remember wow. that being a big deal. Now you said you were protective of your siblings and not letting them watch horror movies, but did you yourself try to grab a scary movie here and there? Or were there some that stood out to you? I was big into horror. I don't know if you have this in your brain, but do you think back to a movie that just makes you remember watching it as a kid or as, or being young and it just makes you feel sick to your stomach? Like, ah, that movie. So mine was killer clowns from outer space. Oh, wow. I remember watching it like, oh, if that this movie's possessed and demonic. I remember <laughs> watching it. It's disgusting. I'm afraid if I put it in or watch it, I'm gonna something bad's gonna happen to me. That was that was my movie. That is hilarious. Yeah, because that's like that one feels like almost the most kid-friendly horror you could have, right? It's such a cartoony fun. Oh, movie. you haven't heard nothing yet. So <laughs> let me uh, clue you into my my biggest fear in life. Yeah. If not vampires, werewolves, boogeyman, serial killers, minus killer whales. Okay. <laughs> and guess what movie? There's only two movies in the world yeah. that feature a killer whale. The movie that I watched as a kid that terrified me was not Orca, but it was Free Willy. Wow. To this, I, I can't I can't do killer whales. They scare me. They freak me out. Um, <laughs> and it was the scene in Free Willy, and I remember as a kid, when he sneaks into the water park, goes down to where the, the big glass enclosement is, the lightning strikes, you see just Free Willy at the glass. 
That was it. Done. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? Wow. And my, my biggest dream, and it's weird, and it's I want to write my own killer whale horror film just so I can <laughs> tell people why they scare me. Yeah. That, uh, good luck to you on that one. Yeah. Um, so here's my question. So as you saw, you know, the, the family continue to run the store and you were stopping in after school and things like that. Did you ever officially become an employee or was it such a small operation that it was just your mom running the whole show every day? Or did she need help from you at a certain no, point? No, uh, by the time I was old enough to have a job, she had already separated from that husband. Okay. Uh, and it all, you know, there's never any bitterness we were all still very close mm -hmm. but what happened was she transitioned out of the video store and went next door and opened up her own beauty shop hmm. so she's still stuck in that uh, shopping center and, and got into uh, uh being a beautician and i think with the blockbuster and hollywood video i think hollywood video was the one that really kind of took over everything in our area oh okay so that kind of I, I, I need to ask her what what was the real reason why the video store closed down? Was it those you know big chains coming into town? Mm -hmm. Because VHS really didn't slow down until what early two thousand. So exactly, yeah, yeah, they were still the the format everybody was familiar with, and DVD was slowly creeping in. But now, do you recall any like stories of like you know? bad behavior at the store like were there ever any, any incidents that you knew of like where, whether it was customers or other <laughs> employees or strange things happened at a kingway video well i think the strange things that happened was you know our town was full of weirdos and so it was the town to go to get your adult videos and so i just remember every i mean I just remember creep just creepy people coming in and always wondered why they want to ask for the movies behind the counter. I'm like, you have this whole store. Why are you worried about those back there? I just didn't understand it back then. Uh -huh. I mean, hell, that could have been the reason they closed down because nobody wanted to, you know, rent Barney or something. They just wanted to go <laughs> videos. Um, oh. For some reason, I have this recurring dream and I got to figure it out. Something may have happened at night because I have this reoccurring like nightmare of being there at night and somebody coming in or whatever. But I will tell you this, and I don't want to get down on a uh, on a downslope. But yeah, so like I said, there was two video stores that like a franchise. One was in Kingway. The other one was, let's just say, a mile up the road. I want to say they called it Brock Video or something, and another shopping center a mile, mile down the road. Why they had two by the same freaking family, I don't know. So close. But my uh, stepdad's brother was murdered at the other video store. Whoa. Yeah. Two guys came in, tried to rob the joint, and they killed him. Now, Thanks. my brother's girlfriend and her mom now work at that business that's now a meat market that used to be the video store. And they and they know about it and they know him. Well, no, no, no. He told me they, they didn't know about his uncle and he doesn't want to tell them, but they say on a regular basis they can see his ghost behind the counter still. Wow, haunted video store. And it's I've been trying to get my market. brother to let us go over there and so we can like stake it out. And she says it's a it's a certain time. They'll just look over and they'll just see him, you know, leaning over the counter. And from what he said, they know nothing about the uncle. They didn't know anything about the death. They would just complain to him, say, We see this man always behind the counter. He would just disappear. And they're like, He looks like you. And my brother and his uncle look identical. 
They're even naked. Wow. The hairs on the back of my neck are yeah. standing up right now. That is and that's, I, I just recently heard that story a couple of months ago, and I'm just like, we got to go. We, we got to get this on camera or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> so now about what year was it that your mom switched over to the opening up her beauty parlor and not having the video store job anymore? About 97. Okay. Yeah. So at that point then, what was your video rental situation? Did you still have all that stock in the house? Did all the old videos stay with you? Did you have to go to other video stores? Like, what were you doing to get your so movies we, at we home? we kept all the videos. When it closed down, we took all of them. And so we had all of them. So any time I just needed to rent a movie or whatever, we just go up the street to uh, like Hollywood Video. But, I mean, I got introduced to Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, uh, Robert Rodriguez, who are my three of Mount Rushmore. And I remember watching Clerks for the first time and thinking, I want to be a director. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to be a director. Then I saw Robert Rodriguez. Oh, no, I want to be a writer. And then I saw Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I want to be a writer and director. <laughs> you know, so those those impressionable years were so amazing. And I just miss popping in those demo videos and and watching those, you know, before anybody ever had them and movies like Captain Ron, you know, the greatest movies that we had that I love. I don't know if you're like me, but I love always love watching the um, studio logos come up. You sure. You know, some of my favorites were Touchstone. I knew mm -hmm. when I saw a Touchstone, I'm going to get a cool movie. When I saw New Line, I was going to get, I don't know if it's going to be scary or kind of sketchy. Universal, of course, I'm getting the classic. Uh, Warner Brothers getting a classic, but those old intros were just hearing those. Oh, and of course the Disney feature presentation that was just yeah. Now, did you uh, at at that point? I mean, did you have a lot of friends that came to you as like the movie guy? They're like, hey, we're gonna go to Landon's house because he's got all the movies. Like, were you hosting like your own little film festivals or, or was were it just making personal movies? Yeah. So I would show my friends. You know, like I said, we would get a long hallway. And basically, we took the video store and took it to our house. And so anybody wanted to watch a movie or rent a movie, they just come to the house, pick it and bring it back. And it's like a library. You know, we were the go to. And I would introduce people to new movies, you know, they've never heard of or seen. So, yeah, and I'm still the movie guy and I still have a collection. And, you know, and being a, a writer director to this day, I credit, you know, growing up in that environment to how I write my movies and how I direct my movies. Yeah. Now, so talk to me then. You you teased us at the beginning about the fate of those tapes and how you had an opportunity possibly to go back and revisit that library, that archive of tapes. So talk to us about what happened to them uh, at a certain point in time. Where did these VHS tapes end up? Well, it's a two. It's a twofold. I'm going to break your heart for one because to this day it still breaks my heart. My brother, for whatever reason wanted to clean the house and burnt every VHS tape we had. Oh, no. Burnt them all to this day. And he burnt a lot of vintage toys too, that I had to this day. It's still, it honestly, honestly still hurts me. And it was kind of a rift. Uh, he was young. He didn't know what he's doing. He didn't know the understand nostalgia mm -hmm. and, you know, killed my mom. But I kind of got a little bit of redemption because me and my wife were over in Abilene, Abilene, Texas. And we're big junkers. We love junking. And, you know, anywhere we go, we'll find a thrift store or whatever. We found a thrift store. And it's one of those where they have newer stuff and it's kind of empty and dull. And um, 
and there was an there's an upstairs and uh i saw something on the counter what i was and it was like a uh something you would see in a video store like uh they would hang on a wall or whatever oh this is cool where would this come from she goes it came from our old video store i go you owned a video store she goes yeah yeah this is where it was it, it, where, where's everything at she goes oh we moved everything upstairs you go Whoa. the entire video store is upstairs now she goes yeah i go can i please go my wife's like you don't don't invite yourself upstairs you <laughs> and i go ma'am you don't understand i will buy everything that you have if, can i please go upstairs and she's like yeah come on so i'll go upstairs and every, it was just picker's paradise it was go search my friend and it was all the videos all the posters all the decorations the wow. everything and so i was clearing house and i didn't have to pay a thing what let me have it all for free oh. uh, i got the neon signs that says open the neon sign that said new release i got the manuals and the software for the rental you know like you're asking you know yeah. i got all that movies posters decorations i got the plaques that say western comedy horror i got all those you know john wayne so I just left there and that was, I felt like that was kind of my redemption where I, I was able to get that stuff back. So yeah, a lot of that's hanging in my movie theater, my house. Um, and some of it might be for trade. <laughs> all video store plaques. So you get to my drift. Ah, yes. Okay. So this is the first cartoon. For, I don't know why. I don't know why this means so much. I don't know if it was the trailer as a kid I watched or whatever, but I just specifically remember that weird cartoon from my childhood i don't know yeah why. so for for those who are hearing this just in the audio format i held up a large clamshell of the super ted cartoon which was a very big rental tape for me as a kid because it was yeah you see it on the shelf you're like a superhero i don't know about a cartoon yeah. super ted and so i rented that all the time and i yeah. tracked down a copy a couple of years back so yeah i don't know what it is about i, I guess every kid was into superheroes but um like my favorite superhero movie as a kid was Blank Man. I should not have been watching Blank Man as a <laughs> seven-year-old. I just rewatched it uh, not long ago. A recommendation from my co-host on the Wizards podcast, Michael, and he always loved Blank Man yeah. too. That was one of his favorite. Meteor and I was Man a kid, was another one. I was a kid that always recreated the costumes, recreated the props, and you know that was just my go-to movie. And I love costumes. I used to recreate costumes, my own superheroes as a kid, even with uh, Meteor Man. I love I love these weird superhero movies. You know, these yeah. offshoots, Meteor Man, Blank Man, Mystery Man, Condor Man, you know. Oh, Condor Man. I love them all. <laughs> so uh, now... As we wrap up here, the question that I have for you, because I mean, that, that is an amazing, like you said, full circle situation. And actually not the first time we've heard a story on this show about a full archive of videotapes, the full stock from a rental store going up in flames. But if, when you think back to that time period, just when you think of, you know, this was the family business, this is what we did. What is your favorite memory of the video rental experience? Just in general, what is like the most, you know, pink border cloud <laughs> memory where you're just like, this is, this is what it was all about. Mine is actually going to the distribution warehouse and seeing we're so used to being in this little peanut shell where we have the videos, but literally walking into what, as a kid looked like an airplane hanger of just boxes and boxes of every movie and forklifts going and grabbing boxes. And that's when I realized, Oh, this is bigger. This is another world. 
this is the the heaven where these come from so that was that was knowing that there was there was another side to just this video store there was you know distribution warehouses there was people who dealt with studios or whatever so i was like i want to be on the behind the scenes of this. and so that started getting me learning more about the the business and how it worked and how they get these videos where they get them from and stuff like that so that was such an eye-opening experience and just being a kid and going there and for no reason at all reading every single credit on the back and all that i just miss it well, that is fantastic. Wow. That, I mean, yes, yeah, such a unique perspective, such a fun story uh, that you have shared in your experience. So thanks so much for that. Thanks for listening and subscribing to Rental Return. Check today's show notes to connect with our featured video hero. Also follow at TRN Social on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more on Season 3 and to leave feedback. If you're a former video store employee and want to chronicle your story for an upcoming season of Rental Return, connect with host Adam on Twitter at HojuKoolander or send him an email at HojuKoolander at gmail.com. Links also in today's show notes. If you'd like to become a VIP of the Retro Network and show your support for Rental Return and other network shows, visit patreon.com forward slash the retro network. Your VIP status gets your name in the show notes, access to the VIP lounge chat on Slack, and exclusive content. Join us next time for more tales from the video store on Rental Return. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.